I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. Gather around the campfire, everyone. It's time for The, the Connor, Connor and Smith, Smith Show. Show. Oh, nice. Added sound effects. Tell us a story. Well, uh, we're going to be talking to our old dear friend, um, well, dear old friend, well, he's not old. Anyway, Sean McLaughlin is joining us t- today on the show. Um, I remember hearing about his house where he grew up and how it had some Civil War tie-ins and some pretty uh, interesting things that have happened there ghost-wise. And yeah, I, you know, it's been 20-some years since we talked about all this, so I couldn't remember. And so we just, uh, we're going to talk to him and get all the details on the house and hear all the spooky happenings um, that have gone on there. So we're going to take a break and then we'll be right back. Right back. Wow. Dishes all over the place. From award-winning journalist and author, Michael Lee Pope, The Ghosts of Alexandria. His spellbinding book tells of historical intrigue, the brutal beginnings of a port city, romances that end in tragedy, restless spirits like the tomb of the female stranger who's said to haunt Gadsby's Tavern, and the three falling ghosts of the Carlisle House. Explore the supernatural journey of the ghosts of Alexandria. Available at ArcadiaPublishing.com. For generations, people in Fairfax, Virginia have heard tales of the Bunny Man. Now, Bunny Man Brewing offers a tasty array of high-quality microbrews with a rotation of unique flavors. Come by to have a sample and maybe even catch a glimpse of the legendary hopper. But bring a friend, because you don't ever want to drink alone. Check our hours and see what's on tap at bunnymanbrewing.com. From Dathan Auerbach, author of Pen Pal, comes the chilling horror novel, Bad Man. Booklist raves, it's magnificent. The Shining, set in a grocery store. The Washington Post calls it atmospheric and unsettling, takes on an aura of almost gothic menace. And USA Today says it's wickedly effective and saves its darkest deeds for an unnerving end. Bad Man by Dathan Auerbach. Available at 1000vultures.com. How are you? I'm good now that we can hear you. <laughs> exactly. Let me know if my uh, earphones go out or whatever it is, because uh, sometimes they, they're hard to hear. No, I can hear you loud and clear. Hey. Um, oh. <clears throat> Maddie's here, too. Hey, Maddie. Hello, Sean. Long time no talk, my friend. That was hello, George. <laughs> George. Except raspier. Rasp, nice. Now, actually, it was a very fine tone. <laughs> um, how's it going? Where, where are you caught? Where are we reaching you? Where are you at? You on the east, the west, up, down? I'm on the east up uh, and in the middle of nowhere, New Jersey, where oh, all nice. the good stuff is. Yeah, so I'm at home. So just hanging out in the spooky backyard 
Oh, nice. <laughs> um, so, Sean, we've known each other for, God, uh, 20 years. Yeah, it's crazy, right? It's insane. You even made a film together. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Oh, God, hopefully that won't get publicized. Yeah. Ever. I think I was in charge of the water hose. Yeah. <laughs> that was when I was sleeping and you guys were shooting that. I remember waking up wet and I don't remember. I can't, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were doing dramaturgy, uh, turgy research. Turkey? You were doing dramaturgy uh, research. Dramaturgy. <laughs> dramaturgy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally, totally sleeping. Um, oh, crazy God. from the heat. Do you remember when you would go to CeCe's and oh. stay all day? Yes. That's, and work on your script? I would sit, read my book, bring a little phone, a TV, make a day of it. You know, like it was my home away from home. Oh, my God. Where else could you eat and drink all day for $4.35? Oh, my God. Oh, Those days sorry, are gone. $5.35. That's right. Right? <laughs> and CeCe's apparently is starting to close, too. Yeah. Which is... Well, because buffet model in a pandemic, not so great. Not so great. Who knew? Who knew? It, it did break my heart, though, when that one closed that we always went to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It sucks, like, man. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? No more <laughs> of those garlic cheesy breadsticks? Oh, God. That that was the reason to get the case of the CCs. That's yeah. what gave you the case of the CCs. Yeah, literally, oh. you know, Stephen couldn't stay there for longer than, what, you know, half an hour after we ate. Because, you know, those garlic, <laughs> you can't beat those to stay no, regular. Keep- eating them just keep eating them it's like the human centipede terrible um (laughs) sean where are you from originally for everybody listening uh down south in petersburg virginia uh more specifically down near uh dinwiddie in dinwiddie county virginia so that's originally where i'm from down in the deep south of virginia and and what uh what is it like out there? Is it just kind of boondocky or like, what's the feel? It's a little mix of both. Uh, Petersburg went through a time. It's went through its heyday back in the sixties. Well, actually from the 1800s up to about the sixties. And then between the sixties and the nineties, it started to kind of go downhill a little bit. Um, It was, uh, it was actually kind of like the Broadway of the South back in the 1800s with all the river boats that would come through there and do all the entertainment, uh, before the Civil War, uh, during the Civil War, after, um, but uh, yeah, it's a gorgeous place. But yeah, it's 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 in my locations a lot more boondocky, um, but it's a rich heritage of uh, a lot of the history that happened down there, the tobacco uh, area, the um, a lot of uh, Civil War history, uh, tons of Civil War history, um, specifically in that location. Right, and and you you grew up in. Uh the same place that's still there is it the same yeah. house yeah so grew up uh, i won't necessarily say the location just in case people want to go check it out my parents get freaked out uh, right, uh, right as as enough with those ghosts uh, there in their house anyway um but uh yeah uh basically uh we took the house uh moved in the house and i think it's like 88 or 89 uh was my grandfather's he bought it back in the 60s uh from the first black congressman of um uh chicago he moved out to virginia uh arthur mitchell is his name uh and uh he and his wife and his son liked the area so they built an old georgian mansion attached to what used to be a civil war hospital 
So um, there's a famous battle that took place on where we grew up. It was 36 acres of land. And um, he built this, his wife loved doing gardening. So she had all of these black roses that were all in the field and they did all the brickwork and a little fountain and things since then have been dilapidated, you know, from age and everything else like that, like a barbecue pit, fun things like that. Um, and yeah, my grandfather fell in love with the property and um, bought it off of uh, Arthur Mitchell uh, shortly after his death or before he died. Uh, and uh, Arthur liked it so much that he and his wife and his son are buried on the property. Oh, wow. Yeah. Crazy. That's interesting. So the, the house dates back to Civil War or no? Yes. Uh, the, the old kitchen portion was part of the Civil War hospital. So there were three stations. They had a tobacco barn. They had a barn and a thing they called the Jimmy house, which was uh, the helps house uh, uh, in you know the uh, 60s, I believe. Um, but uh, it was in that setup is what they used to do for Civil War hospitals. They would do the surgery in the, uh, the tobacco barn area, have uh, waiting in one of the barns. And then they'd have in the kitchen portion of our house where the people would either die or get um, a little more surgery, recover from surgery in that portion of our house. So people regularly died in the space that you call your kitchen? Yes, yes. People were killed in on my battlefield, yeah. Uh-huh. So as that, first of all, I mean, wow. Uh, that's, it's just insane to kind of even wrap your head around that this physical space is where souls have, I mean, yeah, it's just weird. Um, yeah. So you, you grew up there. Grew up there. Yeah. Basically moved when I was in like fifth grade, I think. So yeah, from then on, yeah, then we've been there since So years and years. So you're a young little fifth grade Sean McLaughlin. Um, what what was the first time that you kind of went, well, this place is a little weird? Well, my younger brother uh, was moving in with us. Uh, and, uh, uh No, a younger Francis. Francis, um, so, Francis, thank you. Yeah, That's right. So he, he was moving uh, in with us. Like uh, we were taking our turns moving into the rooms and things like that. And uh uh, we ended up, I think we were doing something like painting or something like that and then doing some yard work. And he was like, I'm going to go take a bath. So he went upstairs to take a bath and he, he was yelling for my mom. He's like, uh, uh, is the water supposed to do this? And the water was turning on by itself. So it was kind of like, oh, uh, uh, there goes. But, you know, it could be a plumbing issue. It could be something weird like that. And, you know, didn't think about it. And then... All of a sudden, um, my brother, uh, my older brother, Matthew, was on the phone with his girlfriend at the time, uh, and he would lay under the uh, dining room table, uh, which is right a portion of where the kitchen is. And he saw somebody in these military boots walk through the den portion uh, while he was on the phone, and he got off the phone and ran upstairs. He's like, what the hell was that? Who's wearing the boots? Blah, 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 blah. And that was the first time anybody saw anybody um, when we moved in. Uh, and shortly after that, things started to get kind of crazy. Um, they're, they're not, they're not uh, shy about showing themselves or pushing people or saying something in their ear. Um, uh, it, from then on, it was like, yeah, like I said, 88, 89, 
on to now, it just got worse. And it was always around the same time of year. I believe Mitchell died in August, I believe is on his tombstone. Um, and usually from August until December is when a lot of this weird paranormal type activity would happen in our house. Um, so, oh, okay. Um, I'm trying, I have so many thoughts. I'm just trying to like corral them. Um, I would go ahead. I, I would have slept with the lights. on. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty scared. Like you can kind of feel it when you go downstairs. And usually for me, I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty cool. I love horror movies. You know, I even, you know, had the the gumption to be able to do that uh you know in the house when everybody was asleep but then i would start getting freaked out but you can feel when you go downstairs and late at night certain times of year it it just you get a little cold and it's it's weird yeah it's i i definitely wanted to sleep with the lights on but i i kind of made my own little bastion of safety in my my room upstairs with my comic books and baseball cards so i didn't think about it too much but i always left the tv on uh, which doesn't make sense if I was a fan of Poltergeist because that would have should have freaked me out even more. Right, um, right. <laughs> the TV people. Yeah. Um, well, no, but there is something kind of. I mean, I know me and Steve. Of course, we sometimes will put on like a cartoon, um, or I want to put on a cartoon. I guess more than Steve. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it, it, it always kind of puts me like in this place. Like, oh, no one can kill me tonight. I'm watching a cartoon. Exactly. Everything's great. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Ren and Stimpy will help me. It'll be totally fine. I always watch Christmas cartoons. I remember oh, one, yeah. of the, one of the first times. Uh, now, another friend of ours went down to Sean's, right? And was on the couch. Alicia? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. Um, I, I was just going to tell a funny story of the, one of the first nights uh, after Matt and I moved in together, meaning I moved in with Matt. Um we were going to bed and I was just, you know, thinking, okay, well, I always watch movies to go to sleep. So can I do that? I don't think I asked. I think I just did. And I put the Texas Chainsaw Massacre on to go to sleep <laughs> to, which, which was nothing at all to me. Right. But, but Matt was like, I can't. We can't. <laughs> I was so nervous that you were going to tell the story where I farted for the first time. Oh, now we have to tell that story. No, that's, that's a different podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. You watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre to go to bed. Yeah. Okay, so let's just throw this out here. I just said I watched Christmas cartoons to make myself feel beautiful and uh, surrounded with light, cozy, and you're watching blood, guts, and chainsaws. Well, that's because, <laughs> hear me out, nothing worse than what's happening in that movie is going to happen to me in bed. You know, it's happening on the TV. It's, it, that's, that's why. It gives me comfort. I don't know. Yeah, but you know, so and if it I, happens upstairs and you guys are downstairs, it's not happening to you, and it's drowned out by the noise from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, absolutely. So, Sean, did, did all of your family members have different ways of sort of coping with the house, or was it just sort of like a unspoken thing, or like is it sort of like uh, when it when it storms, you're ready to have a a backup battery candle plan if anything go, goes awry? Like, oh well, we'll just do this if we hear a noise or my parents actually kind of dig it they uh they love it they love telling the good ghost stories about everything that's happened over the years 
Um, and I mean, a lot of things, random visions and things that like that that have happened have happened for people who don't live in the house, uh, people who don't know anything about the house. Um, we've had all the ghost stories that have happened to us, but nothing is quite intriguing or um, uh, shocking uh, to a certain few people that they've come in onto our property. It's it's pretty crazy for us though. We're like, eh, they don't mess with us. Uh, they're here. Uh, we'll deal with it. And if they do, then I'll get freaked out. <laughs> you know. But we were never really scared about it. It was just more of like, it's going to happen. Like cooking popcorn, you know, no, no contingency plan. It's more of like, all right, bitches, show us, show us what you have. And uh, unfortunately, they never really came out, at least visually for me. I mean, my brother saw feet and Francis saw the water turn on. I saw like kind of like a shadow appear one time. Um, but uh, a lot of the majority of the things have been starting to happen with, you know, like my sister-in-law and um, a, a couple of my cousins and my parents teach uh, 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 acting out of the house. So they used to teach acting out of the house. And uh, it would happen to some of the people that came on the property. Um, it was pretty crazy stuff. Like, for instance, um, one of my favorite stories uh there was a guy, uh, do you guys remember the, the whistleblower for the, um, against the Democratic uh, campaign back in the 90s, 96-ish, I believe? Um, there was a famous lawyer, one of the a, a little group of people, but there was a lawyer out of that that somehow was friends with my parents. Um, and uh, it was like the Clinton whistleblowing thing, I believe. I, I'll have to find out what the exact thing was. But uh, he came to our house for Thanksgiving um and this uh guy um he's uh probably in his 50s very well-to-do person not not saying if you believe in the paranormal you're crazy but he's not crazy uh he didn't know anything about the house we have a really nice thanksgiving dinner it was just i mean it was about a three-hour dinner we all you know well you know how thanksgiving is it's at one o'clock and you know four o'clock five o'clock later we all sit in the living room, have coffee, sitting around. The guy's like, can I go walk around your property? And mom died, yeah, go for it. Because they, you know, he was kind of interested in the history of civil war on the property. So we see this guy, you know, dad and I are doing dishes. And there's a massive window that looks out towards the, the barn, uh, where the big tobacco barn was, where they did all the surgeries. And we're in the kitchen where they did all the recovery. Um, so we're looking out this massive window. And we see this guy in his 50s running like he's like track star out of high school. His face is completely white. And, you know, I'm thinking I was like, Dad, I think he just got bitten by like a like a black snake or a copperhead or something like, you know, maybe he was just in the tall grass. He runs inside. And we're like, geez, you OK? He's like, yeah. Um, can, I, can, I get, can I get some coffee? And we're like, yeah, sure. And so he sat down and he proceeds to tell us that he went into our tobacco barn. He apologized. I was like, oh, no, just be safe. You don't want to go in those places, you know, because they're old and they could fall on you. Who knows? He's like, I went into back of barn and it was OK. And then all of a sudden I saw all of these people getting sawed like their legs and arms. And I ran out and he saw another guy with his leg blown off walking towards him. And there, like two guys carrying him and in, uh, into this barn area. And that's when he started running towards the house and i was like damn it i've lived here for how long and i have not seen this shit? come on 
that's interesting. So, so the ghosts are like, oh, them, they're all right. Um, yeah. But, but they uh, they're protecting the family that lives there. Right. Right. I guess. So, so other other people uh, seem to experience or see things more because they're they're not they haven't lived in that air. They have not breathed it in. Kind of. They're not part of the house in a way. So when something new steps in, it's, it's not used to dealing with any of that. Like you see things that maybe you have like become over time blind to or numb to. Mm -hmm. So uh, I guess Alicia had some weird experiences there. Yeah, it was, uh, (laughs) she will never go to my house again because of it. Um, It was, uh, we were on. Yeah, our way. don't worry about me either for Thanksgiving. Like, uh, I'm cool. <laughs> Damn it! God, I was going to ask you guys to go to Virginia. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, she. She came. We were about to leave for uh, California. We we're on our way. It was like 2001, uh, four, 2004, and she um, she comes over. She used to come over a lot and hang out. And uh, one night we're all downstairs in one of the big uh, living rooms uh, and we have like four couches. So our Scott and Alicia and I are sleeping on the couch. And I believe this is right before we go off to California. Um, We're sleeping on the couch and everything's fine to me. We're all, you know, everything's fine. The next morning she's like, I have to go. I can't take this. Uh, Apparently someone was on top of her in the middle of the night and just sitting on her chest. And I can't remember if she was saying that she could hear talking, but it was like someone was breathing on her from what I remember her telling me. Um, but as it kept going on, it was like she was being held down on the couch and being smothered a little bit. And I was like, that's really weird. Do you have like allergies or anything? She's like, oh, hell no. No, I'm getting the hell out of here. This like that was a ghost that's totally happening to me. I'm never coming back here again. Um, but she like looked a, it up and there was like a debuk or what, what do you call them? Like it was like one of those things that's trying to just push you like on your chest. She looked it up and got even more freaked out on a trip. It was hilarious. But awesome. <laughs> it's also it reminds me of like a, if you've ever seen that documentary, The Nightmare, uh, Sleep Paralysis. Um, yeah. It, it, it's that same kind of weight and uh like you you're aware but cannot move yeah um, a dybbuk i think is what you're thinking of i think there's a yep. famous painting that they kind of aped in uh the movie gothic with like a little horned winged naked like cupid but it's like an evil cupid uh-huh um yeah i know exactly what you're talking about um Wow. So what what this could be a really cool movie where like this guy it has like every uh like he's got the the Ouija board, he's got all these things to like attract and he's doing all these spells, wanting to like and everyone else and, can see it but him. Yeah, everyone else is going through his and he's like, Oh my god, god damn it. And he's locking all the ghosts in the house, not realizing he's doing it, and all of a sudden all the friends he invites over start dying slowly. And you realize that he's like the the conduit. Could could go many directions. I'm yeah. super surprised that you, being a filmmaker now, you haven't like 
tried to go home and film anything, even just on the history of the place and like see if if you brought outsiders, if anything would happen to them. Hey, guys, just you want to sleep over? Yeah, exactly. Steve and Matt, I think that's another uh, web episode for you. You should have that as a podcast. Go, Let's go hang out at mom and dad's house in November and see what happens. Oh my God. Hey, friends, tonight we're going to go live. We're going to go Facebook Live from the tobacco bar. <laughs> The, the weird thing is, is that um, I, I always wanted to. I never had enough money uh, when I was living there to buy film equipment because it was so expensive at the time. Now you can find different things, adjust the shutter speed, different ways of capturing low light and keeping the aperture open. But I would do that with photography because um, uh, that was my primary thing uh, getting out of college. And uh, there's a guy who came over who was a ghost fanatic and he did that as well. And he got a picture in the kitchen. Um, I'll have to try and find it again. I remember showing it to you guys a while back. Um, and it was there was no light except for two candles that were lit on the, ca- the counter of the, the, the kitchen table. And the way this was shot, he it was an open shutter and he kind of smeared it up. But it had nothing to do with what we were about to see in the picture. Uh, which was a massive light in this little office area that's attached to the kitchen um, that was shining from this little portion um, going towards a a hallway. And it lit up and it was a face of a man and it was an outline of a girl with long hair. It looked like it was black and a guy that looked like he was bald and had a high collared, what looked to be some kind of Confederate outfit on. And they were facing the guy so in between their their shoulders you could see this face which i'm not saying it's jesus but it looked like jesus face like you know that that old beardy with the long hair kind of thing now i'm like you could read it however many ways you want you could look at a picture and say it looks like anything until three or four photos uh later uh one uh two that i took and two my brother took different areas of the house this guy's face showed up on these uh, the little orbs that that happen because Matthew was obsessed with like trying to find ghost stuff too. So I pulled his picture in Photoshop and took the orb and I uh, just zoomed in on it. And this guy's face was in the GD orb in three different pictures wow. in different places around the house. And I'm like, I think this isn't a coincidence unless maybe dust can look like this guy's face in three different times in three specific areas. But yeah, the uh, electricity went out once and my brother, there's a big picture of his toe. And he was like, no, 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 look over there. And I was like, what is that? And it was this guy's face. I'm like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Literally. Yes. (laughs) Wouldn't that be a shocker? He's hiding out in Dinwiddie, Virginia. Mm. You'd never think of looking for him there. (laughs) Mm. Um, Smart guy. What's what's interesting, there's a um so the there's an author I just talked to, um his name is Craig Spector. Um he used to write with a writing partner, John Skip, and uh he no longer writes with him, he writes by himself, but he I'm reading this book he wrote called Underground that is like a supernatural, like ghost kind of epic, but it's it's really about uh, and it's set in Virginia. Um, it's kind of about 
the what happened during the Civil War and that energy, like the horrific bad energy of, you know, brother versus brother and murder of slaves and torture and everything, all yeah. of that energy is still very much alive and there. And that's why the entire country is kind of still so divided because all of this energy is unrelentingly, like in this book, like you see these these slaves like reliving the moment of their death over and over in this endless cycle of like horrific energy in it. It's a really smart book and a really interesting way of looking at all of it. And I, yeah. I, I've, I've talked to a couple of different people about Civil War era ghosts. It seems like the most prevalent kind of ghosts. You don't hear about any like ghosts from the 60s, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless it's like some random murdered girl that, you know, like it's unshut case, like, you, like uh, yeah, that you see on movies or something like that. You just remind me of uh, like a scary version of Haunted Honeymoon with Liam Neeson. Mm -hmm. Like that, just reliving it over and over. It's so true though, like that, that's all you hear of are either Native American or Civil War ghosts. That's what I grew up hearing about. Well, like because... every place down there has some kind of ghost. Like there's a Center Hill Mansion is one of the most uh, haunted places. And I, I, I think they just closed it for shame. Um, but uh, they closed it because, you know, uh, they weren't making money, COVID, et cetera, et cetera. I think they just closed. I hope not. Um, but that there, they had this woman her massive painting she walks the the halls of the house she's been seen it's like a normal thing it's also part of the underground railroad so they have like these tunnels that were like carved in and like there's so much history civil war and slave wise that it's like that place is probably <laughs> just the safe haven for all those ghosts that are still tortured it sucks that's this in this book underground it's a similar kind of uh thing it's it's a place a fictional place called a uh, Cuscus Manor um but yeah it's where uh, it's just so interesting uh, there, there, we talked to another friend who lived in an apartment three different apartments that were in uh, a building that was basically on the property of a civil war era kind of I can't recall all the details right now I've heard so many stories between then and now but mm. but it's it's interesting the amount of pain and trauma um, uh, that 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 whole entire war it, it and we're still not over it. Yeah, no, I mean, you know imagine I mean? getting shot by one of those mini bullets, mini balls. Imagine mm -hmm. getting shot with one of those tiny. Well, it's I mean, bigger than a bullet, but more weight. And God, I, like the 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 devastation they did to each other, and the lack of being able to take care of it medically. And going along with slaves, whatever happened in Virginia then, like the pain that other people wrought, like that much. Yeah, I can only imagine how your soul can thrive in a way like, you know, even going to the afterlife, you just got to find that joy. I don't know. It's it is interesting um, that, yeah, that anguish, that torture, that pain keeps you yeah. bound to the world. It, I, I don't get it. Well, it's almost like it's unjust. It's wrongful death, and and it's yeah. uh, you know painful wrongful death with medieval almost you know instruments of like yes. bayonets and Ugh. just horrific. Um, yeah, I it, it's interest interesting that um, 
you know, I guess there's lots of uh, haunted battlefields. You probably see a lot of stuff at throughout uh, the South and, you know, up into Gettysburg and stuff. I'm sure there's lots of stories about that out there. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of a lot of different horror uh uh, ideas for movies that that thrive out in the south in our area there are tons of haunted houses that are down there and people just share the stories about oh yeah so and so they'll usually give them a name usually it's the older people that are like oh at least i have somebody in the house <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> get a um, get a cat get a cat don't get a ghost what um but yeah but the uh yeah there we've got the pamplin park down there there's like uh battle of crater do you guys know about the battle of crater no so the battle of crater out in petersburg and that's there's there's always seen uh like uh soldiers marching i don't know if confederate union it always changes uh whoever's marching but i've heard down there you've got ghosts that have been seen crossing like just marching together going away not marching like you know an army just just walking to where they're going next um but what happened at that uh battle was uh, forgive me, my history is a little off. It's been a while. I believe the Confederates set a trap for the Union soldiers. It might be in reverse. Forgive me if I'm um, not sure who is what. But what they did is they set a trap by creating this massive area of explosives. And they got this uh, platoon or this this uh, unit, this division in this one area and they just blew it up and created this massive crater so all these poor guys you know whatever side you were on like just walked right into this massive bomb that created this crater so now there's a crater um in 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 petersburg virginia um that people can go and check it out it's a it's a park um you know i'm not going to take my kids and feed them popcorn and put on mickey mouse ears kind of park but you know um it's a park so people can visit it but yeah there's a lot of haunted activity that goes on out there a lot of those battlefields and definitely from what i've heard from like the northern places gettysburg and everything like that it's pretty haunted now forgive me if i'm making up things which it's interesting like when i try to remember things that were 20 years ago i'm like i have a creative brain where uh, I was, I was talking to my friend Evan Garofalo that I worked with Dogma uh, at Dogma with uh-huh. years ago, and I was like, "You worked on Chandra Levy's bones," and she's like, "No, I learned from them in class." And I was like, oh, yeah. "Oh, I had it in my head that like she was in the room," and I was like, uh-huh. "No, that didn't happen." So, so you said you had a guy go out and look at your house. That wasn't perchance the guy that you met when. You, me, and Matthew, your brother, went to the horror convention? Uh, No, I believe that was uh, Lou Gentili. Uh, That's the guy he does. uh, He did all the pictures for the Animediaville Horror House. Um, So he took a lot of the pictures. um, He he got access to the house and was able to stay overnight. And he has pictures of the kids, like, looking through the banisters and things like that. He, He was able to get a lot of, like, on print ghost stuff um that's the guy that you really you really love that guy um but he's the one that like started doing the um the audio recordings to try and pick up ghosts and things like that and um you know take it for what it is what you know you'd believe but that's uh he's made a career of doing it and going trying to prove that 
these ghosts do exist. And it's amazing some of the stuff that he's come up with. Isn't that called like EVM or something? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I remember his website back from the early 2000s and talking about he you would listen to different EVMs that he's recorded at places and um yeah I I have to I have to get in touch with that guy I've I've checked him out again um but I, I, part of me wanted to say I thought he died oh god oh wow that I hope sucked. that's really wrong but uh if not there's another Lou Gentili with that same name that passed recently but um which is entirely possible um. Yeah, being it's been like 20 years. Jeez, when was that we went? Five? To, to the horror convention. To be corrected, horror, not horror convention. Because right. I would be like, oh, I went to the horror convention. And Tracy there. And they're like, wait, what? They have a horror convention. Oh, I thought you said horror convention. I was like, what? they don't have a horror convention. And like, she, she made a living doing what she was doing. Don't, that's, but it's horror. <laughs> Come on. He so he did pass away. Oh, that sucks. He has he a whole team. A, he passed away uh in 2009. Oh man. So you you talked to him literally like a couple years before he passed. That's crazy. I actually um, talked to him the other night in a dream, so I guess it was him. I was going to say it's going to be harder to get in touch with him now, but maybe not. <laughs> um <laughs> Matt had an idea with the Ouija board. Yeah, it's EVM. Um, EVM. <laughs> so how, thank you for talking about all the spooky stuff. Just on a selfish note, how are you and Elaine and the kids doing? This is uh, nuts, this whole COVID existence. What, what's up with you guys? We're good. We're doing all right. You know, Elaine owns a ballet studio and uh, I do filmmaking. So I usually am able to do it out of the house. So I didn't have to worry too much about uh, performing or anything else like that. Um, so it's me and the boys. It was really hard during the uh, uh, pandemic because of, uh, well, mostly because of the Zoom classes. Uh, I had to do two kids uh, on two different Zooms for two different, what, like first and uh, uh, kindergarten and, and first grade. Now they're in first and second. Um, and it was, uh, it was a lot. Um, but yeah, I was basically doing that while Elaine would teach. She'd come home at night and then we'd watch TV and go to bed or I'd stay up all night and do uh, uh, whatever I can with whatever hours I have left in me. Um, but outside of that, yeah, the pandemic was hard, but we were lucky we weren't in New York City. That would have been really hard. Um, but yeah, now it's good. You know, been doing a lot of projects inside the house, finding ways to make myself useful. You know, it's uh, home improvements. Home improvement. Yep. I just finished a bookcase today. I saw so. that. I saw that. <laughs> Looks good. Thank you. Thank you. All right, brother. Well, I don't want to take any more of your time up, but thank you for chatting with us. And yeah. Uh, yeah. tell us about your 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 haunted house. Um, right on. And we will catch up, you and I, I'm sure, pretty soon. All right? Definitely, brother. We'll talk to you guys soon. I miss you guys. We'll talk soon. All right. Miss you too. Bye, right. Sean. Cool. All right, bye, y'all. Bye. Wow, 
it was so great to catch up with Sean and hear about all that stuff. I'm sure I knew it at one point or knew some of it, but I definitely didn't ever have that in-depth of a conversation I, I about it. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. And I guess when you're in that sort of situation, maybe you get kind of, you know, used to the just uh, i just can't imagine living in a house that was haunted i can't imagine ever living in a place where you're like oh if you go downstairs at this time of year you might get pushed or feel cold right i mean i don't know when i would be okay with that at what point um gosh knows we had like you know some mice issues at one point and like if i saw when i screamed and jumped five feet into the air so I can't imagine uh, if I do that with a ghost, what I'd do if somebody shoved me and there wasn't anyone there. Right. Yet I can watch a Texas Chainsaw Massacre to go to sleep. I don't know. Don't know. I'm weird. Um, so there's that. So there's that. Uh, so thanks, Sean. We love you. We hope to talk to you soon. Okay. If you want to know more about us, you visit www.connersmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an E-R. Find us on Facebook under... Connor and Smith again with an ER. Please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. It really helps us out a lot. Uh, check out the merch link I'll put in the description of this description. <laughs> this description. Description of this description. Um, and uh, anything else you want to say before we sign off? No. Happy October. It is October. Yes. All right, um, as we always say, never stop questioning. Bye, everybody.